Divas and Dolls, and welcome back to yet another girl group gossip with me, Cheryl Hall. Yes! Now, you know this podcast very well. Each week, we'll be discussing an iconic girl group and just gossiping. And we will be going round, round, baby, round, round, and discussing the icons of the noughties that are the Sugar Babes. And we've got an extra special guest joining us from the Sugar Babes, one of the founding members. We've got Keisha Buchanan. Now, this week, my co-host, she's back, 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 back again. You know her very well as the queen of the makeup brush and the shady, shady queen of season one. Welcome back, my sister, Blue Eye Ranger. Oh my goodness. Well, what's the crack, Cheryl? I'm like the Shangela of the podcast world. I'm back, 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 back again. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> How are you, Diva? I'm all good. Just um, still staying safe, wearing my mask, being a good girl, um, making sure that um, I'm wearing my mask to Tesco's and, you know, all that good stuff. How about you? You are far from a good girl. <laughs> I can tell that now. <laughs> um, I'm all good, you know me. Just a diva doing her diva thing. Just plowing on through. Just making sure that we're entertaining the children with the body. <laughs> but no, I am so glad that I get to have you back on the podcast. Because I think everybody absolutely died having us on the first episode. And to be honest, I was pissing myself listening back. Oh my gosh, it was so cute. And I have been loving listening to it since um particularly that episode with jan was absolutely fabulous uh you guys just have like such a, a an, an amazing chemistry which i really love listening to um you're just amazing yeah love it well s- stop stop it stop it i'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, I love doing these podcasts with the people that I just love to chat with and just gossip and just talk some shit because I think I think that's what people enjoy is just listening to two good bitches having a bitch, you know? <laughs> Have you had a good week? Have you got anything coming up that's really fun and cool? Well, you know, Adiva's always got some projects in the pipeline and like, obviously I can't say too much, but I'm just so excited at the prospects of getting back on a stage anytime soon. Definitely. Because look, the UK is getting closer and closer to being like, you divas can get back on a stage. And I'm like, oh my, thank God. I can't wait to pound my puss back into a stage and I can't wait for Blue to be like, kill the lights, I'm punching the air. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And Cheryl did a death drop. Well, Cheryl's not sure if she could do a death drop after lockdown. The body is not what she used to be. I'm sure you're fine. Oh my goodness. I actually am going to be performing on a stage uh, next week for Belfast Pride uh, with Bag of Chips, of course. Uh, And I'm super excited for it. It's all socially distanced. It's outside. It's going to be really fun. Honestly, I cannot wait. And like, obviously, we've got to make sure that things are safe and we've got to make sure that we're looking after ourselves. I'm very apprehensive. I didn't do an actual Tesco shop in an actual shop for a very long time because I just was like, yeah. I feel I feel like we shouldn't be doing it. I felt like we were breaking the law leaving the house. Honestly, yeah. Scary. Scary time at the moment. But it's things like this little podcast that just put a smile on people's faces and that's all that matters. And you divas are just going to get a good 45 minutes of Blue reading me the house down because that's her favourite hobby. <laughs> I think it's going to be very educational. I mean, I was expecting to be invited back on for the Bewitched because they're a lovely Irish girl group or maybe a Frock Destroyers episode. You never know because um, frog stores are iconic and um, there's rumbles of more to come from them. And yeah, so, but sugar babes it is. And I'm happy to get stuck in and get learning about the history. (laughs) Well, Blue, don't speak too soon because it's still early days for the pod. We're only four episodes in. So (laughs) who knows what's coming around the corner? Who knows what we've got planned? Who knows what's in the pipeline? Oh! I'm so excited. (laughs) You are ridiculous. Would you have me any other way? (laughs) We are diving in deep this week with the iconic Naughty's Girl group, the Sugar Babes. Now, the Sugar Babes were a big departure from your bubblegum pop pop group. They were a, a lot more like 
down and dirty R&B kind of group. And I think that just really put them apart from the rest of the music industry. But they were running for a very long time. They were from the 2000s to 2011. Like that was a long time for a girl group, even if they did have several lineups. Yes. My research tells me that (laughs) they initially weren't even a girl group. They were all uh, auditioned uh, individually and they did a showcase together in which Mucha invited Tisha and then all three of them came together because of that. They seem like they've known each other for years, but apparently they were all set individual that, that came together, kind of like a little mix setup, you know? Well, that's just like any, any girl group. You look at them, they're probably not like besties, like Destiny's Child. They were girls just plucked from an audition and slapped together. And I think sometimes that's just what works. Totally. I think you're right. And and, and growing with um, the band is almost like part of the, the reason why you love them, because you're, you follow these three people and you love them so much. Uh, I feel like that's why at some point in their future, they maybe weren't as, as um, big hitters with their songs, because there was a point where you were like, this isn't the same essence of the band that I grew up with anymore. Do you know? Yeah, totally. So let's flash back to the beginning before we get too ahead of ourselves. Now, what is your earliest memory of the Sugar Babes? Now, I flash back to uh, episode one. I talked about uh, the McDonald's toys, right? Yes. That they had, that McDonald's came out with, that they play music from that kind of era. And um, I remember having the the one that, that had About You Now on it. And that was like my, my most vivid memory of the Sugar Babes um, was having it on this toy. Uh, I obviously didn't get very many toys as a kid. So I made the most of toys like this from McDonald's. Um, but I, I do always remember um, hearing Round Round as well. I feel like it's just like, it's like an iconic song of that era, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, they they had so many like crucial points in the noughties that they were known for, like the McDonald's toys, doing different brand work. Like <laughs> people have those memories. Yeah, you had Barbies. I didn't know this. I had, uh, like I did my research and I found out they had Barbies. I was nearby in one. They, they're so pretty. Honestly, do you know what? I used to always play with my sister's Barbies because obviously I was never allowed one myself. So I would always be like <laughs> feeling the fantasy and I'd always give them a haircut because I thought I was a hairdresser. I always used to get in trouble. <laughs> but let's let's go back to the beginning. So the original lineup of the Sugar Babes was Akisha, who is our very special guest today, Mutya mm-hmm. and Siobhan. Now, there is a funny story with Siobhan. So they released an album. They released their first single, Overload. But they were at a gig one day and Siobhan went, oh, I'm just going to the toilet. I'll be right back. And then she never came back. She left the group. She just... Stop it right now. She just never came back. And then... That is how she made her exit. <laughs> exactly. She she went to the lab and she jumped out the window. <laughs> Stop it right now. Because I was like... I, I always had this connection with Siobhan. Um, because I thought she was Irish. Turns out she's not even. She's not even Irish. <laughs> right, just because somebody's got pale skin and ginger hair does not make them Irish blue. You should know this. I mean, Siobhan, that is a pretty Irish name if I've ever heard one, uh, but she's not. I can't believe that's how she left the band. That is uh, that is Shakira Shakira. I know. That is like um, a, a bad date or something, I know. Like, not how you leave a band. <laughs> that's just like, oh, we started picking his nose at the dinner table. I'm going to hit that fire exit door. I'm off. No. Yeah. <laughs> so she left the band and they were like, Christ, what do we do? So then they brought in Heidi, which brings it to the sugar babes that I truly know. Because yeah. they were the longest lineup. So the new lineup was... Keisha, Mucha, and Heidi. And I think that's the ones that everybody loves and adores because that's the one I do. Heidi, again, I don't know, maybe it's the name and, and the way she looks. I, I imagine that she'd be like uh, like Swedish and like she just looks very like pale and blonde. And, and, then, and then she has this like really strong Liverpool accent. She's like, Vivian, I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm dripping. I smell burning or something. <laughs> 
even to like last week i thought i thought that she was like um I had a little bit of like Swedish flavor to her and um I was watching this doc- or this interview and she like yeah she's rough as get out but again we set up my girls aloud they're kind of like um a bit rough around the edges and, and that's what makes them so uh relatable relatable yeah definitely honestly and it's like you can't judge a book by its cover blue hydrangea <laughs> apparently not I mean you're, you're the one judging them but I have to say, one thing that everybody knows for the Sugar Babes is the kind of revolving door of members. And it's not anything to do with them, but they have had four different lineups with members. That is crazy. It turns out that um, Heidi was the one that was like hanging on for dear life at the end. She was like, no, we can't let the Sugar Babes go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we will be here. So there has been in total Mucha. Keisha, Siobhan, Heidi, Amel, and Jade Ewan, who I was like, who is this girl? And she was one of our Eurovision entries one year with Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't remember I don't I don't remember her at all, I must admit, which is quite sad but because she obviously was a very uh, icon for our country at Eurovision, but I just don't remember. Did they bring out any music with her? Do you know? Yeah, they did. At their latter years, they did get sexy, they did about a girl and these were all produced by red one and it was the same time that red one was doing all like the gaga music so he was doing just dance and doing the sugar babes and i think that's quite iconic it is yeah i thought his name was red wine i thought that's what she said at the start of like just dance red wine (laughs) do you know what i actually hate red wine do you yeah i'm a i'm a pinot grigio girl i had a very emotional family at dinner with red wine that was the first time ever drinking it and i uh, nearly came out and everything it was a hot mess so i, I really can't drink it anymore but <laughs> you just stop confessing <laughs> what you, 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 you're like a catholic confessional like sipping on your red wine like i've got a confession to make i'm a gay <laughs> pretty much oh my gosh i remember it so i like i was off my tits on red wine but i remember it so vividly oh cringe um Oh, wow. But yeah, sugar babes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's get back. We are going so off topic. This is why we don't do the pod together, because we just go off topic. (laughs) So (laughs) the lineup for the longest time was Mucha, Keisha and Heidi. And then Mucha decided to leave the band in 2005. And that's when they were like, "Did she leave out a window, like of a of a gig or something?" Or, or... oh no, she left. She left very pleasantly. They did the last single. It was very cute. They did ugly, and then she was like, "Bye bye. I'll see you soon. I'll see you in the next life." And then, um, <laughs> and then in comes Amel, and I think Amel really brought that like, like pop flair back into the group because that's when they got really poppy yeah i remember her too very vividly and 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 i just remember how much like oh she was like so sexy and just oh yeah giving me my life when i walk up in the club they say hey sexy (laughs) please do you remember that song or do you not really when i'm driving at the bar yeah who sings it the sugar babes Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, hardcore Sugar Babes fans. <laughs> Do you want to know a fun fact about one of our Drag Race sisters? Yes. Who? So our sister Bag of Chips yes. was in a girl group before she was in the Frog Destroyers called the Buffalo Girls. I know all about them, yes. Yeah, so they, at every gig they used to do, Lady Lloyd, Silver Summers and Bagger used to do Overload by the Sugar Babes. And it's so funny because... I just have this memory of Bagger in a bar in London singing this song. And I'm just like, I can't get this vision out of my head. Oh my gosh. Is there video footage of this somewhere? Is this back whenever Bagger wore like um, sexy clothes instead of like matron clothes? <laughs> Before she was like Liza Minnelli. <laughs> yes. She was, she, yeah. when she was in a bra and a knicker and she was, <laughs> she was all dead sexy like. And what does Overload go like? Train comes and I know its destination. I have, yes, I think I've actually even seen them do this on that um, Drag Queens of London show. I think they did it, right? They they did indeed. It was a moment for the history books. But like, not like the best singing. Like, <laughs> Sugar Babes definitely 
wins this one. I mean, the Sugar Babes vocals are top notch. I don't think you could put Bagger in the same category as that. <laughs> I, they, they actually are top notch. They're so good. Honestly, and I think out of all the girls that have been in the Sugar Babes, I, Keisha is my favorite voice because she's got such a distinct tone and it's so soft and it's so beautiful and she can like riff the house down. I mean, I know we're going to touch on some of our favorite songs in a minute, but I just wanted to talk about the live version of when they did Comic Relief with Girls Aloud and they did Walk This Way. Yes. God bless Girls Aloud. God bless them. They were trying to out-riff Keisha and the Sugar Babes and it weren't happening. Nadine was like, eh! Keisha was like, <laughs> I mean, those are, those are inaccurate depictions, right? Because hopefully they sounded better than that. Yes, anybody sounds better than a Shezzy Hole vocals. I, I've, I've seen uh, Sugar Babes like, live performances. I watched one of them on Graham Norton um, the other day whenever I was doing my little bit of research. Uh, but I feel like they're so they're they're quite good live, and that's why I haven't many of their performances in the back of my head. Whereas with Girls Aloud, you get those like um, "I've Lost the Loving Kind," you know that kind of thing. Yeah, the the, the Sarah Harding bum note. <laughs> Very that, but but I feel like you don't get that as much with the Sugar Babes, which is nice because that means if you go and see them live, you're gonna get you're gonna get the gigaramas, you're gonna get the the, the good notes. Yeah, you're going to get a live performance. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the Sugar Babes deserved better. They deserved so much better. They did. I think that the whole um, thing with their lineup changing about so much, like that almost took focus away from like what they were producing. Yeah. And I think if I'm being completely honest, the minute that Keisha was gone, I was like, this ain't the Sugar Babes. I'm sorry. It's not. Uh, Yeah. Was she the only remaining original member at that point then? Yeah, and like you could argue that Heidi was technically an original member because Siobhan, while she was in the founded group, she didn't do the real beginning and the hard grafting to create a name for the Sugar Papes. So yeah, you could argue that, but Keisha was truly the last original member. And then when she left in 2009, they did one more year of new music and then in 2011 they disbanded and they just took a little hiatus yeah and then they ended up doing some little projects and whatnot but they just never came back to it which is when we will flash forward one more year and Mucha, Keisha and Siobhan all joined forces yet again to form not the Sugar Babes because they couldn't get the rights to the name (laughs) so they came back as MKS and they released a new song which is called Flatline which was released in 2013 and you have to go listen to it because I don't think it's good it is it's like one of those chilled pop songs like it's it's not quite a ballad but it's not quite a bop yeah it's like it's like quintessential pop song like very chillax like lounge bar music do you know what I mean yeah I didn't realize that they made a comeback that early on, like in 2013, because I I had read that they were coming back. Um, they they made a small comeback last year, and they were planning to release new music this year, which has obviously been hold, held up because of COVID. But Miss Corona, are they underneath the Sugar Babes name now? Yeah, so they got the rights back to the, calling themselves the Sugar Babes in 2015. So then they just carried on doing their own little projects and then they came back as like a little teaser so they did a little comeback in 2019 and they did a cover of flowers like the garage song from the 90s yes and they covered that i heard them sing it oh it was so great and then they were going to do a reunion tour this year to mark 20 years of overload oh miss corona's put that on hold so i would i would love to know what they've got planned I feel like it's time that we dissect our top five Sugar Babes songs. Now, I've finally figured out the formula. So we are going to go from five to one, one being your ultimate song. So, Blue, what is your fifth favorite Sugar Babes song? My fifth favorite is Hole in the Head. Oh. With, uh, and that, the lineup for that one is Mucha, Keisha, and Heidi. <laughs> okay, right. Hole in the Head is my number two. Is it? Okay. See, it was like it was like a last one that I put in there, but I do like it. I just don't remember it as well until I played it. Honestly, it's one of those pop songs 
that can go on and you just click back to it straight away. It's just so like, what I loved about the Sugar Bay's music, it was so down and dirty. It was, yeah. Yeah, this song kind of reminded me of the sound of the underground or something. Very like, yeah, like... Like... Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of their videos had this like underground vibe, didn't they? Yeah, they looked really, they looked really freaking sexy. They had like that good early two thousands makeup on, you know, like the blush, the sparkly eyeshadow, the like the, the gloss. It was very that the liner, the lot. It was, it was, mm. it was a look. Right, my number five is about you now, and I know that's probably going to be <gasps> higher up on yours, but it's just, it's one of those songs that I love. I truly do love. But I feel like the commercial world owns it. Totally. Because I, I actually, yeah, it's my number two. And I wrote underneath it, why does this song sound like an Av- Avril Lavigne song, though? It's a bop. Oh. Hashtag McDonald's toy. <laughs> <laughs> you did not put in your notes, hashtag McDonald's toy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. It sounds like an Avril Lavigne song. It's very, like, yeah, commercial, like you're saying, yeah. I feel like from Push the Button onwards in the sugar babes discography they went very mainstream pop as as opposed to the earlier songs like round round overload which had that more r&b flair and that darker grittier flair so i still love about you now but i think i could see it on an advert it's like do you remember on the boots advert when they were like here come the girls and that was like, the, yeah, yes. they did the boots effort for about three, four years. And like, you could not hear that song without going, oh, I need to go get some makeup wipes. I need my number seven. <laughs> See, maybe I missed those adverts or something, but because it just brings back the ad, the the music video for me. I, I don't know what it is about this song. If you put it now, it sounds like there's like some kind of filter over it that makes it sound like muffled or something. I always remember it having it on my Walkman. Because that's how old the song is, and that's how old I am. That I had a Walkman with a song on it. You are not old. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to the youth of today. And I remember um, always wondering if I got down- downloaded like a dodgy version of it, because it was like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, do you remember LimeWire? Yeah, and it would go music on demand. But I did pay for my, I did pay for my songs. I just wondered if I downloaded a dodgy one. I think yeah. Well, God, God bless Spotify nowadays that we don't have to stress about illegal downloads. But Blue, what is your number four Sugar Babe song? My number four is "Walk This Way," and that was Amel, Heidi, Keisha, and Girls Aloud. Ooh, Girls Aloud. I mean, this was the unity of girl groups that I needed in my life. Totally. And I think things like Comic Relief and Children in Need really just brought out the best in artists. And even though it's a cover, I don't care if a girl group does a cover. I mean, I'll Stand By You is probably one of Girls Aloud's best songs and it's a cover. So Walk This Way is a very good choice. It was so sexy and 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 um I just love that. I love like people coming together to create something that everybody wants. Everybody wants to see like the crossover of the decade or whatever uh, with girl groups in the UK. And this was it. Uh, and and got to give a shout out to Nadine Coyle, who is just an icon and anything with her in it, I will support. Uh, team Nadine all the way. Team Nadine. I mean, team all of them. You know, I, you know, I can't pick any favorites. But honestly, I loved the music video. I thought they all looked phenomenal in it. Yes. And what I loved was they they tried to set it up like they were like rivals and they were like fighting against each other. But Girls Aloud and Sugar Babes genuinely did get on. <laughs> there was no beef. Yeah, they're not like similar enough to like be competing for anything, you know, like they have their different genre, like little genre of music, which is great. Um, and I just thought it was really, it was really cool. It was really fun. And when do you get stuff like that? Like, I want more of that crossovers, you know? Phil Harmony times those cross stories, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the collaboration that everybody needs. But honestly, I loved it. And it, back in 2006, when Amel first joined the Sugar Babes, they were on Girls Aloud's documentary of the record. And they were all at CD UK because everybody used to do that to promote their singles instead of mm-hmm. sticking a video on YouTube. And Cheryl, God bless her, was like chatting to the new member of the Sugar Babes, Amel. And she went, are you the mum? Are you the mum? And then she was oh, like, no. oh, no. 
no, I'm the sister. <laughs> she was like, I've just got the new sugar babe sister, ma'am. And I was like, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, poor Cheryl. That's, that's only something Cheryl would do. So poor Amel's sister's probably like, I hate girls aloud. <laughs> um, Amel is gorgeous though. Like, I can only imagine how stunning her sister is. Exactly. Well, my number four is probably one of the songs that everybody knows the Sugar Bays for the most, which is Push the Button. Mm, yes, that's my number three. Oh, see, we're, t- we're touching on them all. We're touching on them all. Yeah. So I love Push the Button. I think it's just one of those quintessential pop songs that is so cheese, but it's so right. Oh, yeah. See, this is the one where it could come on in, in, a, in a pop, in a gay bar, and I would be, like, on the dance floor because it just brings me back to that time. Like, you were saying that with Hole in the Head. Whereas I feel that more with like push the button. Because you're a, you're a cheesy poppy girl, aren't you? Yeah, the cheesier the better. Yeah. Well, I love cheese as well, but like if I want to pop my pussy, I need it to be something filthy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that. Oh, I can only imagine the smell of you popping your pussy. Pop pop your pussy and feed the children. <laughs> you are disgusting. No, I loved push the button. I loved the bit in the um the middle eights where it's like i've been dropping so many hints and he's still not getting it <laughs> and after all this time where do we go from here <laughs> and i'm just like that lyric has stuck with me forever and i've been waiting patiently for him to come and get it <laughs> that was a very dramatic reading this is the one where they they filmed it in like a elevator right yeah with the different boys yeah and one one was like a geek and yes i oh my gosh yes you're bringing it all back to my memory the budget for that music video must have been like cheap as chips but i remember it being so iconic well i think everybody doesn't realize how cheap most music videos are done it's just how you make it look expensive <laughs> or you just camp it up yeah they camped it up because and it worked with the song, right? Yeah. So what's your number three? Uh, no, Push the Butt was your number three. Yeah, and then about you now, it was my number two. So I'm on my number one. Do you want to go for your number three or two? Whatever we're on. Okay, my number three is one that you won't remember because it was the latter years of the Sugar Bays. But it's one of those songs that is like mm. such a good pop song and it's about a girl. Oh, okay. No idea. And it's produced by Red One. And like the music video for them is so good they're like three like charlie's angels out to get this guy in a desert and they're just plotting the choreo is great they look sexy they're all in pleather and you've got to go away and you're going to put it into a mix because it's one of those songs that you just want to perform and i absolutely adore it yeah you don't know about a girl I take over the world And I'm on the party like Whoa, whoa I sound like Miranda Sings then Oh, I feel <laughs> I feel like if that was sung better I might have even recognised it slightly Do you know what? It, yeah, I would play it now for you But seeing as we probably can't get the rights for the music <laughs> I'll hold off until we finished recording So Number two was Hole in the Head for me, which we have discussed. Yeah. So, Blue, what is your number one? My number one is Round Round, the the epitome of Sugar Babes, in my opinion. Now, I know it's not in my top five, but it is my sixth. It's my sixth song. So, it is the epitome of it. Yes, in my head. Yeah. It's one of those songs that it just screams the sugar babes that everybody goes ah that's the song it's like don't you with the pussycat dolls everybody knows ah straight away yes yes totally it's uh and yeah it's just it was probably my introduction to them because i feel like it's one of their earlier songs right yeah very very that and i thought i thought that was going to be your earliest memory but that was probably my earliest memory of their music but that my earliest memory of them as a as a group uh, was the McDonald's toy definitely? But the the song's great, and and it really does. It's like a, an insight, like a window into that period of time in the UK charts. Very that. It will bring you right back there, and the music video is is, is the exact same. Yeah, um, it's very like Atomic Kitten. You know, like uh, you hear it, and you're just brought back to that time. Well, the revolving room that they were in, everybody being blown around, like it was an iconic music video and I always wanted my hair like mutches in those like bunches, but obviously 
<laughs> nobody could do that for me. But now, being a full-on drag queen, I could get a wig stylist to do that for me. I cannot wait to see this much uh, revival look. Oh yes, I just I just had to look it up, and yes, I would even wear this wig. It's gorgeous. It is incredible. But my number one is in the middle. And I think it is just my all-time favourite Sugar Babes song. I feel like it was one of those songs that was just, like, so poppy and so great at the time that it came out. But there was just something that just really screamed to me. And I loved when they were all in their individual different rooms in the music video. Like, Mercia was in the dark, like... BDSM kind of boudoir with the green and the black. And then Keisha was in the like crystal room. Like I wanted to be in the crystal room. Mm. I wanted to film my <laughs> AB crystal fantasy <laughs> as a child. I remember that. Yeah. It was all like blue. Very me. Yeah. It was like a bluey kind of crystal vibes. And honestly, it was just t- the visuals at that time was so great. Like I feel like I said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that people like gaga really set a level to produce huge music videos whereas if you flash back these girls were still producing great iconic music videos yeah but yeah they they were and i feel like i have this like newfound respect for them now that this um we've we've been talking about them uh just how much they really put the effort in and, and shaped kind of that era of girl group pop honestly and like i have to say i have to have an honorable mention for <laughs> too lost in you because it just makes me remind makes me remind that doesn't even make sense it reminds <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of love actually so much because it was part of the soundtrack so jump girls aloud which was another cover yes yeah for love actually but also too lost in you was actually in the movie so it's just got this it really resonates with me yeah and it just brings back lots of memories i remember the first time i watched love actually i remember stacy from gavin and stacy with her titties out and i was like oh my god should i be watching this and i know i'm putting your your vocals to the test but what does it sound like because i probably know it <clears throat> baby i'm too lost in you okay yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah i know everything <laughs> it, isn't it so funny like um the the I didn't even realize that these songs were theirs, but but they really have been around doing the the damn thing for so long, and 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 they they are like so ingrained in pop culture that you've heard their music everywhere. I would die to go see the the dolls, and I'm sure Keisha would be thrilled to have us there. But my darling, we're gonna take a little break, my divas, and we'll be right back with more gossiping, and we'll be joined by our extra special guest, Keisha from the Sugar Babes. Yay! Hey, kitty girls, I'm Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, and I will be hosting Canada's Drag Race official podcast every Friday. From the challenges to the runway, we will cover all things Canada's Drag Race. Available Fridays where you listen to podcasts. And welcome back, my divas. I hope you had a nice little break there on But Blue. I think it's time that we introduce our extra special guest now i'm excited are you excited i am so freaking excited oh my goodness (laughs) so joining us on the podcast one of the founding members and the true icon of the sugar babes in my opinion please welcome to the pod it's keisha buchanan (laughs) i'm very very honored (laughs) absolute honor to have you on the podcast thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us now how are you my darling i'm good actually i had a little bit of a scare a few days ago because uh, i was trying to do something really lovely for my friend like hang up some birthday balloons and i took a misstep and sort of had a really nasty fall but i'm on the mend now and uh yeah, I'm, I'm all good. I put myself back together again. I mean, I'm glad you're feeling so much better because I'm one of the most clumsiest people you will ever meet. So I'm constantly falling over bruises and bumps, but I'm glad you're all, all okay. Thank you so much. I mean, I'm, I'm actually the opposite. I don't really, like, I'm not really accident prone. So this was just like really crazy, but 
you know, if anything went really bad, like really left, at least the story would be like I was doing something kind. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you hit your head and felt a little bit dizzy, was the room going round, round, baby round, round? <laughs> uh, no, but <laughs> I like the time. <laughs> we are such Sugar Babes fans here, and now I have to be honest. Blue was three when you were first founded, so she had to do <laughs> love some it. digging into the archives. But we've been discussing on our podcast our favorite songs, our favorite moments. So we just want to run down some things to get by you. So Blue's going to fire away with our first question. Okay. Keisha, we have been picking our top five Sugar Babe songs, but what is your number one song? Oh gosh, it's so hard because I like I like I have my favorites, um, but I would say that um, "Push the Button" for me has um, a lot of good memories attached to it. I loved shooting the video to "Push the Button," and I actually put out a. Um, a YouTube video recently because you know I'm a YouTuber now and I kind of like discuss um the backstory to it which was so much fun it had so much nostalgia attached to it and I think people would be very surprised as to what the song was actually about so you've got to check it out true true pop song yes it was up there on on both of our lists oh amazing I, it just has a really good backstory to how this how the record was made and it just really brings me back to you know that time so yeah it's definitely like based on mem- memories my favorite one of my favorites for sure i think i have to say my favorite is in the middle just because i have such vivid memories of being in my living room with my best friend at the time, creating a choreography to it, watching the music video. Oh, gosh. It's so, oh, my gosh. Do you know what? I I think, no, I, I you know the outfit that I was wearing for the video? Yeah. I kept that until I think maybe a year and a half ago where I actually gave that away, and I wish I hadn't now. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean, not that, not that it would fit, but, you know, it would be quite nice to have it. That was probably one of the fun, like, uh, you know, the fun videos that we did. I really enjoyed making that. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, it's funny you should talk about music videos because that leads swiftly onto my next question. Now, you guys had some truly iconic music videos, like Round Round in that tube with everybody spinning around and, like, Too Lost in You walking through the airport. So what was your favourite music video to record? Yeah. Um, I would definitely say ugly. It was the first time we were in uh, New York and we brought our, you know, our mums with us and Mutia was a first time mummy and Tylia, I think at the time was probably like five months and she was like, the, as a baby, she was just like the most well-behaved baby ever. She didn't cry once on the plane and I just remember the like a lots of laughing and we um, got to meet some really interesting people. They sort of set the uh, the video up like an audition. So our reactions, they just filmed our reactions to people dancing to our music and it was really just natural. And we had, yeah, we had the best time. I think that's what's best about a music video is when you can tell it's genuine and authentic and it just shows how much passion you girls had for what you were creating at the time. And it really resonated with me, that music video. I remember watching it. Yeah, and just like the messaging behind it and the, and yeah, it just, uh, for me, oh, the makeup was flawless. <laughs> I always have a thing about, you know, just like some of the makeup in like the videos and stuff, but that one to me really stands out. Like it's something that I can at least look back and go, do you know what? That was a good makeup day. Like kudos to Karen, our makeup artist, because she really did her thing. We were actually talking about how how beautiful you looked in all the music videos, uh, especially the makeup. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have reservations about some, especially there was one in particular where I'm definitely sure I've got like this weird moustache thing going on. And I don't even want to say which one it is because it's just, I don't want people to notice now, but (laughs) you know, I do like videos from maybe like the age of 18 upwards, anything below. I just tend to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> so in that white studio for our overload. We can both relate to having mustaches in, in makeup. Don't worry. Uh, it's all good, especially with our us being men and all that. Uh, <laughs> but 
I've got another question and it is, do you remember where and when you got in the group? Uh, do you have an amazing story about that? I'm sure it's really interesting. Yeah, so um, myself and Mattia, we went to um, primary school together. We were in the same class since we were like nine years old. So we would always sing together. And I always knew that Mattia was sort of, I think from the age of like six, kind of touring with Filipino festivals and kind of singing in studios. And then one day her dad met a guy called Ron Tom in, a, uh, in I guess, a supermarket, I guess. And they kind of got speaking and Ron was like, hey, I own a studio. And Mattia's dad said, I've got a daughter who can sing. And then Mattia asked me to come to the studio session with her um, just to keep her company because uh, believe it or not, Mattia was very shy when we were kids and I was like a confidence like like person beside her, I guess, like it kind of gave her a little bit of confidence. So she wanted me to sort of come because she was like, I'm recording this song with a girl called Siobhan and it's kind of like a duet and I'm a bit shy. And I said, that's fine. Don't worry. So I came, um, I remember asking my mom <laughs> if I could go um, and I was just reading the magazine and they were working, I guess. And um, at one point the manager Ron came out and said, Hey, Mutia says she sings with you at school. Um, can you sing something, which I did. And then uh, he said, why don't you record with the girls today? And I was like, okay. And then we just blended so well with harmonies that it just, the, the sessions up. Yeah. So they were sitting in the studio and they were like, oh, well, my friend sings as well. So you couldn't have been in the band if Mutia didn't pipe up. I mean, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't think for one second that I would be like singing that day. I, like I said, I just always thought that, you know, I was, I was always like a, the, the, the loud mouth of the group. So <laughs> even when Mutia was like, she'd meet a really cute guy, I'd pretend to be her on the phone um, because she would be so shy to speak to him. So I pretend to be her. <laughs> so it was just a thing that we did often. Um, and yeah, when I went there, like he was like, oh, Mutia was saying that you guys sing together in school because I wanted to know like, sort of like where she knew you from. And yeah, that is truly iconic. So I have so many fond memories of like my time on Drag Race and time on the road. Is there a fond memory that really brings you back to such a happy place that you can just be sitting there and you've instantly got a smile on your face? Um, I would say that around the time of, um, I think we were on the Rumba tour in Australia um, that was a really amazing time. Um, I think it was around Ram Round, the Ram Round era. And we had just released um, Angels with Dirty Faces. Uh, and we were on tour with Pink, with Shaggy, and some really amazing artists. And I remember Monsieur and Pink uh, got their first tattoo together. Um, and we just had a really fun blast. I remember the after parties and just a ton of fun and we didn't really get to see many countries but um like if we went to a country literally it was just the hotel room in the venue but I do remember that being in Australia you really got a sense of the people there so yeah that definitely stands out to me I have I have one last question uh and then we're going to do some quick fire uh questions at you uh, and we've already talked a little bit about your uh, costumes and your looks uh, are there any favorite looks and are there any that you wish to never see again or never see a photo of again? <laughs> um, well, let's see. Some of my favorite, I'm trying to think, favorite looks. I feel like the uh, push the button video look was, was very iconic. Um, so was the look as well. That was a really thing. But I do believe like my favorite look is the, not just the video for push the button, but the promo as well around that time, all the things we wore for like programs like Top of Pops and CUK. Um, and my least mm. favorite, <laughs> honestly, I'm laughing because I just really feel like, you know, I could have definitely, you know, avoided certain hairstyles or at least dragged a bit of baby hair down, you know, because there was going on. There was a lot of face <laughs> happening that didn't need to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just say it's more hairstyles than anything else. And, yeah, the bootleg trouser thing wasn't really... I really like them on other people. You know, like skinny, tall mm -hmm. models. 
but on me just maybe not so much well it was of the time it was what everybody was wearing <laughs> it was warm, but you know what it's hard because sometimes when we think about it being the time they're like hidden photos that you know yeah that are in your your mum's living room somewhere like in a photo album whereas with mine is on the bed so like i'll meet a guy and then yeah. he'll be like oh I googled you, and that's the first thing that comes up. So it's just, it's just embarrassing, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, sni- no snippets of Heat magazine popping up anywhere. Though. I mean, honestly, the embarrassment—I <laughs> can't live in that. It's mortifying, honestly. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get down to some nitty-gritty questions in a quick-fire round. So it's the first answer that comes straight to your head. So I'm going to kick us off with: Out of you, Mutcher and Siobhan, who is the messiest in the dressing room? I think Siobhan naturally has a type of organization to her because she's a mum. So it's just like, you know, yeah. and I think, I think I, I think I just don't want to clean up after myself. So honestly, like people, <laughs> like when people would come over and visit me, they would be like, oh my gosh, it's like a showroom house because I, I threw a house party once with coasters and made everyone take off their shoes just because I don't want to tell them. <laughs> Um, well, you know, Missy is likes you know to live in her space. I would say, yeah. love that, love that. Um, and who is the last to go on stage? I'd like to say me, maybe, maybe it's me. Just living in your own like glory. Yeah, because I think before I go on stage, I get really nervous, mm-hmm. so I like to sort of separate myself and just like I'm quite quiet and I just sit there and kind of gather myself so that I don't faint. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I think, yeah, it'll be me, I think. And the last one to walk in is always the one that you remember, Keisha. I mean, I I don't know, but I guess so. You have to ask the fans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we certainly remember you, darling. And finally, on a quick fire round, who picks up choreography the quickest? Oh, none of us. Oh, well, awful, please. Really? Um, Yeah, none. I'm sorry. I just, and it's like, if one of us gets it, the other one doesn't remember. And then the other, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's just not our strong point. (laughs) Was it hard in the early days? I think, I think in the early days, it would have been probably Heidi, I would say would have been the quickest, just because I think she sort of came from that back, that background, you know, with, uh, you know, learning, you know competitions and things like that um whereas I think with me and Matia we've always just been like we just want to sing and Shimon as well it's like oh we just want to you know so we've got rhythm but it's just you know trying to coordinate the two together you could be in for a shot honestly I've I've always been a dancer my entire life so when we had to do like group challenges on Drag Race and when we had to do stuff on tour it was quite funny because I'd be like oh has everybody got that and they'd be like nope (laughs) right right I just it's it's not easy I think you know if I you're really lucky but it's it's hard it's so hard and then the worst thing is is like some of us like me I really think that I'm doing something I think I'm a little bit more delusional than the other girls where I really think I'm killing it and it's just like no you're not (laughs) you're really not um (laughs) I guess so. <laughs> You've just got to fake it till you make it. Well, I know that 2020 was going to be your girl's big comeback because it's been 20 years since Overload. Now, I know Miss Corona has put a lot of things in place that we can't do shows, but what are you up to now? Well, I think just like everyone, it's obviously this virus situation has taken everyone, you know, by surprise. And of course, we would love to, you know, celebrate the 20th year in, 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 you know, in some way, but we are restructuring just like everyone else has had to because it's so unexpected. Um, so hopefully we'll do something special for, for the fans. Exactly. And even if the reunion tour is next year in 2021, we'll still pretend like it's been 20 years. Well, we're all going to have to. <laughs> we actually might have to just because, you know, it's such a shame, but I also feel like in a lot of ways, pausing has been quite good for everyone too, for, for some people too. And for me, it's been amazing because um, I've really got to sit with myself and I kind of knock off some of the goals that I've wanted to do. So, yeah, I'm ready for when we are, but, you know, we're going to get back. Yeah, me and Cheryl have already decided we're going to buy tickets and we will be there. I think me and Blue can bounce. Oh, amazing. Definitely. you got to come on stage. Ooh. 
Oh, darling, you don't have to ask us twice. I'll be there. And the only request I have is that you guys do flatline. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, no, definitely. Definitely, you will. <laughs> well, Keisha, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and taking a trip down memory lane with the Sugar Babes and with us divas here on Girl Group Gossip. I hope you have such a speedy recovery and me and Blue cannot wait to see you back out on the road. Thank you so much. Honestly, I really appreciate you guys having me on and lots of love to you both. Bye, my darling. Take care. Bye. See ya. Well, that's another girl group gossip in the bag. Blue, thank you so much for joining me this week. Oh my goodness, thank you so much again for having me. Um, you're just incredible at this. It's so proud to see you just doing what you do and doing it at such a great level. Uh, and I'm glad that it is going so well for you. I can't be, can't emphasize how proud I am. Oh, thank you, girl. Well, the thing is, is I love to just chit chat with my favorite people and you know what i'm so glad that i gave you some sugar babes education do you feel like <laughs> you have some knowledge to step back out into the world i am a sugar baby now i am one of the fans and <laughs> i will be buying a ticket i will be doing my research listening to um your songs that you told me to listen to and yeah the sugar babes are the tea Honestly, and I just hope this podcast has educated and opened up the Sugar Babes to a whole new audience because I feel like the younger group of people that might be listening just have no clue about their body of work because they weren't even born yet. So it's like, children, make sure you hit them up on Spotify. But Blue, again, thank you so much for joining me. And Divas, you can tune in to a Girl Group Gossip episode every Thursday. You know where to find them. You've listened to it right now. So for now, me and Blue are going to sign off. So look after yourselves. Keep safe. Love your girl groups. And I love you. I love you. I love you. Done. Bye.